ever heard about open source like you must have read it somewhere or in some blog or heard it from a friend basically linus torvald created git for the development of linux kernel in 2005 and the rest is history it led to emergence of github which enables thousands of enthusiastic developers to collaborate together on projects it also encouraged open source contribution where anyone could contribute to the projects which were open sourced from anywhere around the globe october was kick started by hacktoberfest hacktoberfest is a month long program which celebrates open source contribution it is basically to celebrate and encourage people to contribute more to open source projects and speaking of open source today we have two guests from amit university who are currently in their final year of computer engineering they have been contributing to open source since many years both of them were selected for gsoc this year and have successfully completed it our first guest is ayush bhardwaj he is an inquisitive thinker and python developer who is inclined towards data science he is an active open source contributor and is a hackathon addict as well he has led to he has led his team to more than 10 hackathons he has developed and contributed to fossology in 2019 and 2020 as a part of gsoc our second guest is his friend sahil jha he is also from the amit university and is currently in the final year of computer engineering sahil has a keen interest in technology and electronics since childhood and is an iot enthusiast who spends his ta- free time with his raspberry pi he has worked under university of connecticut and nrnb for his gsoc 2020 project ayush sahil welcome to verbose log hi this is vinod kamat from dscpvg security and you are listening to verbose log your one stop tech podcast hello hi so uh, people talk about open source and we often uh, hear or read uh, the word open source from people or read it in a blog or in some linkedin post but some people are not much familiar with what op- open source exactly is can you guys explain uh, to our listeners this term as the term suggest open source is there you can freely uh, see the source code of a project or software or a system so the source code is freely available for you to see and also to redistribute it or modify it according to the license that is uh, written for the specific project okay so uh, like can anyone contribute to open source project like for example uh, once a project has been open source then can anyone like uh, does he need like what is the prerequisite for contributing uh, i would say if you the basic qualification for contributing to open source is basically just you need to know how to read and write because uh, even if you are let's say not a technical person you can still contribute to the documentation contribute you can contribute to open source by taking workshops of that particular technology you can bring more people in the community you can organize meetups in that way you are also contributing to open source you, you are fostering the community so now ayush can take up the tools required yeah it's like a basic set of tools that uh, fulfills the need of your uh, what you want to contribute like if you want to uh, write a poem so uh, you have you need to know how to pick up a pen and write down the words so the git and uh, most of the times github is like these things so they help you to uh, bring something on the board 
you have the right kind of skill you have something to contribute to but you don't know how you can reach out to them how you can suggest something to them so github and github is like that only not only github we have gitlab and several other open source uh, what we can say is like uh, these are kind of front end that connects you with the project so git is a skill that you must uh, need to know for uh, contributing to open source projects especially uh, in terms of code so these things you can learn and there are very few commands that you need to uh, learn on a daily basis there are five to six commands uh, that you can easily contribute uh, using these command to any of the project okay uh, so so like for example like i want to co- contribute to a repository that is open source and uh, so grit would be the primary resource like grit would be the primary thing to contribute so how can i contribute like what are the basic commands or what what do i need to do to contribute to that particular repository uh, i'll i'll try to explain the basic workflow of contributing to a repository first step would be obviously to spot the repository the repository where you want to contribute and then there are two options for you either you can look up for a new issue or uh, you can find one of your own like you can try out the project and if you encounter an issue you can open the issue or just work uh, just pick yes, up I'm an existing issue uh, can you uh, can you explain our listeners who are not familiar with the term what exactly an issue is in a repository uh, okay issue there are several terms associated with issue like you can also say it a ticket so what is basically an issue uh, it's like i am using let's say my software and i encounter a bug so how do i document that bug for future for uh, like for future how do i document that bug for future uh, it's not like that i'll remember that bug in my mind and uh, someone else will read my mind that this is the bug and he needs to fix this so issues are basically you're documenting your bug in the most layman terms uh, you describe what is the problem you also some in some cases you also describe how to reproduce the issue like how can you experience the issue on your system you provide that, those steps and like what am i missing i usually what are how can you dis, how would you describe an issue so issues are uh, most of the times uh, it are things that are not required for your project so or something that is uh, that is not working as per your requirement so this can be an issue it can be a bug it can be an document issue or uh, anything uh, that uh, restricts your uh, original idea of the project so uh, there are several things that an issue uh, can have like uh, we have a bug uh, there can be a documentation issue there can be something related to a specific system only uh, like some projects are built only for linux and some are build only for uh, windows so there are specific system requirements uh, some uh, projects are built for a certain kind of libraries and uh, if you downgrade your library to older version it might not work so that is also an issue so uh, these things which are not working uh, the things which are not working as per your requirement i will consider that as an issue after you find the issue you want to contribute what what will be your next steps you will fork the repository so there are two terms here fork and repository what is fork like fork is like uh, 
you are creating your own personal copy of that software in your own github account like that will be a separate copy it uh, will not be related to the original copy like you can tinker with it you can experiment with it as much as you want so and the another term repository repository is like uh, um, a folder you can say like whatever you see on the github's interface in the forms of folders like a storage space you can also say or a folder in abstract terms so after these two things like now you have the repository in your own account now what to do next you will clone the repository on your own system what is cloning like by forking you got the copy in your github account now you want that copy on your local machine so for that you will clone the repository after cloning the repository uh, now you will try to reproduce the issue if you are able to reproduce it successfully you will try to fix it after fixing it you will just commit the issue like commit the changes like what now what is this committing the changes uh, it's like you are committing is like doing control s in the terms of git if I, if i am not wrong and after committing it you will push push the changes now what does this pushing means you are pushing the changes from your local system to the github's interface to the github repository uh, after pushing it you will open a pull request now what a pull request is you want to contribute to the original code base by committing and pushing the changes are just on your repository how will those changes move on to the parent repository or you can say the original repository you can do that by opening a pull request so the main workflow is fork it commit it push it open a pull request like in simple terms you want to add anything guys yeah this is the right kind of approach so let's say you are solving an issue uh, as i'll say it uh, you need to commit the changes you have solved the issues you have committed the changes now everything is on your desktop and you, nothing nothing is on the github right now because everything is on your desktop now you need to push that to your uh, cloud server on github that is your account and uh, when you push it to your uh, github.com it's on your Uh, profile not on the parent repository so here the pull request terms comes in so you have some changes on your repository but uh, not on the parent repository but both of the repositories are of of the same project so you made a pull request where you are asking the contributor or the maintainer of the original project that hey i have done these changes and this uh, you might need these changes so i am doing a pull request uh, can you please accept these changes so the maintainer review that uh, see if everything is is in order or if it is breaking your system or if anything uh, new is added it is as per your requirement then they accept that changes then your uh, original changes got merged into the parent repository so everything you have done is now connected and your whole commit thing goes back to the parent repository where you have now actually contributed to the project yeah uh, right uh, so basically it is a cycle right uh, so forking the repository then taking it to the like cloning it in our local machine then making the changes then committing it and then uh, then doing the pull request so uh, so 
like once the pull request gets merged in a particular repository so now it is like getting accepted in that particular project right uh yep you can see your code changes in the original code base like it will show your name as well like you contributed this part of the code base yeah so uh, uh, so can you tell me about your first pull request because uh, from uh, i will tell you about mine first uh, so i was not aware about open source contribution much and so, so in our dsc community uh, people started talking about hacktoberfest which is a month long program which celebrates the open source contribution and uh, i said like why why not try some open source contribution because i were i had no experience about it and so in this month of october i did my first pull request uh, to a galaxy ml project it was a galaxy ml project and i did my first pull request and it got accepted so i was a bit happy so tell me about yours when did you do your first pull request i usually sure want to start my story is kind of a long story yeah. uh, i don't remember the exact first pull request but i do remember a uh, first few pull request so basically when i was introduced to uh, github git and all open source thing so we were uh, actually participating in various dev sprints so we have a community like pydelhi uh, which is a python community in delhi ncr so they have dev sprint every uh, bi weekly dev sprint so every second saturday they have a dev sprint whole day long so there are few repositories of python and python basically so they they have few issues open so you can pick any of the issue and there are mentors to help you solve that issue so it it can take the whole day long but uh, the mentors are there to help you as well so you might at the end of the day solve this issue so my first uh, issue uh, was uh, something related to a pycon app so pycon was happening that year and i solved an issue of pycon app and uh, it got merged into python india repository so that was my first as i remember a major contribution to uh, something in the world of open source okay now now let me tell you mine like uh, as i used mentioned dev sprint so we belong to a lucky era uh, where these uh, events and meetups uh, used to happen in person not like uh, this so what basically a dev sprint is developers sit down and uh, try to solve try to close issues on a repository like sometime it's random uh, let's say ayush has phosology project in his gsoc he'll pitch that uh, let's contribute to my project and we will try to close as many uh, issues we want today so there as as you mentioned there are mentors so i was sitting in a dev sprint with my friends and i guess i was in my second year no idea about what git is and what 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 i am doing i had no idea so someone pointed to me a really easy issue like you just had to remove the header file in that program i did it i removed the header file now what to do i don't know like what i am doing like my first question was my first question to the maintainer was he told me to clone the repository and by some googling i knew that uh, you need to do git clone to clone a repository and i was just typing git clone in my terminal just git clone not the url he told me uh, what are you doing i i, I mentioned him i am typing git clone so he like then why it's not happening you are typing git clone then he looked at my terminal and we both had a laugh about that 
i was just typing a clone so he told me how to clone the repository after i cloned the repository i committed it after like tons of googling i came to know how to commit the changes after committing it i rushed to the maintainer happily like i did it i did it what to do now how do i uh, push like how do i push this changes he told me to open a pull request like maintainers are there to help you but they won't be hand holding or spoon feeding they'll just tell you what to do uh, now he told me to open a pull request at that time we were doing everything from terminal like uh, doing from the ui is discouraged you if you are a pro you are doing everything from the terminal so now i started looking for the ways how to open a pull request from terminal there must be a way back then also but it was not mainstream you need to open a pull request on the github ui itself those days i spent two hours looking for the same how to open a pull request from the terminal like i was not getting anything after that again after some help i opened the pull request the pain doesn't end here after that we came to know that i have committed to a big repository and they have some rules which i have miserably not followed like commit rules uh, you have to write specific commit messages for specific changes so it was a fun experience i can say i got to know about a lot of things in a single day that like contributing to open source in this manner takes you out from the tutorial hell i would call them like you are just watching tutorial and doing nothing whereas these dev sprints and meetups encourage hack, like programs like hacktoberfest encourage you to do real contributions yeah that's a very interesting story and uh, trust me we have all been there like uh, not knowing what command to type and not knowing what to do and you feel like what i'm doing am, am i dumb I, am i not getting this what the people are doing around us and uh, so this happened to me in hacktoberfest because most of the people uh, knew what open source contribution was and i was kind of like a bit intimidated by all those all those processes and yeah definitely it uh, it, it feels very uh, happy and joyous when you when our when our first pull request is getting merged right and uh, there are some things like as you said uh, what are the things that we should con- consider before making a pull request to a particular repository every every repository has something known as contribution guidelines so your first step would be read the contribution guidelines thoroughly like your most of the doubts will be cleared there every repository like it's not an hard and fast rule that you can learn like uh, you have to type commit messages like this only it's different for every repository every project every organization so your first step should be read the contribution guidelines if there aren't contribution guidelines mentioned specifically then reach out to the maintainer ask them from where i can refer the documentation for the contribution guidelines he'll he'll guide you and second thing is like do proper research uh like it can be frustrating for users if they commit uh, like randomly anything and then the maintainer tells you to squash the commits like squashing is like an advanced concept squashing and rebasing and let's say if you are a beginner you have done something wrong you were just blindly committing the code and uh, you have a, a commit for every single line of change you like let's say you have five commits in a pull request uh, 
the maintainer will tell you to rebase this now you don't know what rebasing is and like you cannot get a fair idea about rebasing if uh, until and unless you do it yourself so that can be intimidating like now you will be demotivated you will leave your pull request as it is and like no one will give attention to that pull request apart from that there are some like unsaid rules like you should open pull request for small changes only like if you have big changes you should divide those changes into several pull requests uh you should follow this rule one change one commit one pull request and there are several several other many rules like this you you you'll get to know them while contributing uh you want to add anything ayush yeah as as uh, sahil said already that there is no any fixed rule so it depends on organizations and projects so uh, you will do mistakes in the beginning so don't worry about that and uh, it's not like the maintainer will punish you for that it's a learning process so you will do mistakes you will learn from that and you won't repeat that mistake in future so uh, there are various options uh, in git and github to uh, collect the mistakes you have done so don't worry about that there are several commands and you will learn only if you do any mistake like uh, i didn't know uh, what rebasing is what squashing is so uh, usually what i did earlier was i deleted the uh, I deleted my fork and then again I cloned that and did something, committed few changes. So I was getting away from the whole rebasing thing, but it's like a regular practice nowadays because you do certain things, you then you are then you get feedback from the maintainer and say they say that you want to uh, they need to change these things to another thing. So it's a continuous process and you will get to know only if you get uh, deep into that. so don't worry about that maintainer is not going to punish you for that it's a common mistake everybody does and even experienced developer need these mistakes for them to learn uh, ahead uh, so that they can uh, uh, contribute more to their own repository or any other repository even uh, like i am a maintainer for fossology so i don't know the rule for fossology or any other organization and if i will contribute to their project uh, i might get uh, i might get into some kind of trouble like i can do some silly mistakes that i don't need to do so uh, the maintainer is there already for to help me and uh, i think uh, as per my expertise i can uh, correct my mistake uh, but remember again there won't be any hand holding or spoon feeding you need to figure out 90% of the stuff by yourself Inter will be available when you can't find your answers on Google. Almost ninety-nine percent of the stuff is present on Google. The problem you are facing just today is like faced by someone else decades ago. So, uh, first rule is always Google first. So, yeah, you should uh, first research what you are doing. So you should know what you are doing. If you will fail in ninety-nine process, then the maintainer is there to help you. you can't uh, tell a maintainer that hey i want to do this how can i do this you need to figure out you can tell this hey can i do from these steps or you know you need these uh, certain kind of steps so they will tell you that they will not tell you the steps or the exact step because they are not there to help you they have uh, several other works to do and you are the contributor and you as a common person i will say you should know how to google things 
so it's not like uh, if you are studying anything and you don't know then you call your teacher uh, every 5 minutes hey i don't know what is this i don't know what is this first do some research on your own if you have a little bit context about what you are doing and what you want to do then uh, the rest i will say only 1% is the help and 99% uh, you will do on your own yeah okay uh, yeah definitely uh, i think google is our friend uh, in these times and whenever we find a issue we usually google it so as you said that mentors are there to guide you and um, they help you when whenever there, there is an issue right so uh, i think as the projects are open sourced many developers must be contributing uh, to these projects right like there must be some projects where thousands of people are contributing so how uh, like what role the what role does the communication play like how important is communication and what are the various ways to communicate with people who are working on the same repository mm, i can like uh, you have like you mentioned thousands of people working on a single repository then it might be the case that you are working on an issue and someone else started working on that issue so communication here plays an important role if you plan to pick an issue don't just keep it in your mind that i am going to work on this issue announce it publicly uh, the best way to communicate with mentors is the issue section itself you can uh, chat with them via comments uh, they will assign you the issue now as a contributor as a fellow contributor i know that this issue is assigned to you and i should not uh, work on this because that that won't be ethical apart from that communication is the like most important thing like uh, sometimes what happens is uh, i don't have time let's say and i have opened an issue and i think that uh, i have written enough and uh, every person uh, who will read this can understand this in one go that's not the case every time so you'll encounter those kind of issues where the requirements are mentioned partially you'll have to dig in into that and uh, communicate with mentor like what do you understood by that issue what are the things needed to be implemented what did they miss and even enhancements like what can you do better so how would you do these things by communication only uh, apart from that uh, where the communication plays a major role Ayush, let's say if you are doing something uh, related to some feature, and you don't don't exactly know what are the requirements of the organization, so you need to communicate with maintainers and other persons that are involved in that community to better get understanding of what the organization needs, what this project does, and what are its uh, vision for the future. So if you get the clear understanding of what the organization need. then you can contribute uh, to the project exactly as they want so there are several uh, conflicts that might occur if you don't really know what they want uh, they will say that hey i don't want this change why did you do this uh, if and i have uh, opened this issue for another thing and you have done another thing so communication plays a very important role even if in real life uh, communication plays an important role and here we are talking about uh, the code base or a real world project that might be active somewhere and you are contributing to that so the uh, original project might crash so you need a better communication to deal with these kind of things okay. yeah so apart from 
the comments on github on particular issue are there any other slack channels or uh, i think there is something called as gitter as well right where people talk and there, there is a discussion going on related to that particular repository or or related to the related to that particular project this basically depends on the organization and also to the projects like few projects might have slack channels few project might have irc few might have uh, gitter as you have mentioned and like there are several main like several open source communication tools uh, that they can use so uh, you you will find these in the com- contribution guidelines like how do they communicate with each other mostly the preferred way is uh, issues then the slack channel then the mail like also uh, keep in mind that this is open source so most of your communication should also be in the open like uh, you can do personal messages but it's not preferred uh, you should uh, communicate your ideas in the public chat rooms public rooms on the public mailing list so um, also what what else i'm missing here mm, what discussion goes in this channel like we discuss normal things like uh, which issue is going to be our next priority when are we going to release the product like if a newcomer is there then the newcomer is introducing themselves they are asking for guidance how do they set up their project how which are the first new newcomers issues mm, so like we discuss all these sorts of things and how should we network i would say just throw yourself out in the open uh, introduce yourself ask for help uh, do your proper research then then only other people will entertain you like you will say <clears throat> if you are rude and you say that uh, hey i found this issue and i don't know how to do this someone please help me uh, so that i can contribute then there are very less chances that anyone is going to reply to you then people say no one replied me so these are the basic communication ethics that you need to follow and i guess this comes with experience and common sense like uh if i am right i use hey. <laughs> yeah definitely we we okay. have also seen sometimes arrogant people in chat like <laughs> yeah uh, so i used mentioned in the previous question uh, about the code base uh, or you also said that people there are some issues like for a particular repository it is fine while solving one one issue particular one particular issue but what if uh, we are aiming at gsoc or any other con- or if we want to do some major contributions to a particular repository should we understand the whole code base and isn't the code base very intimidating because for big projects the code base is huge right so it consists of many technologies and various things and should we know the whole code base while contributing to a particular repository let, let me give you a simple analogy uh, like uh, you must have engineering mathematics in your syllabus and uh, which which mathematics book did you refer hk das or like let's say any 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 book how many pages did that book had 1000 plus right uh, did you did you go through it whole for passing your semester no i just whole check book? the index <laughs> okay that, that's very dairy but in let's say in uh, uh, 
average case no, you will no, we'll just skim through no, I'm this chapter i just take the index and uh, like <laughs> solve which are the important topics that i need to revise and uh, not going not going page by page but uh, selecting the important topics and studying what i didn't knew much <laughs> i yeah, didn't scan the index i also studied some stuff <laughs> okay right right so you know your goal right what do you have to study you have your approach ready so same goes in this with these large code bases i let's say the code base is, is a full stack uh, application and my focus is just the front end then why would i look at the back end code right i will just look at the front end part and i know if if you also um, go into more detail in front end also i just need to focus on the header part then why would i consider the whole front end code i'll just focus on the header i know this is the header i know how to contribute to it a uh, similar thing goes with python you need to implement a specific functionality i'll just try to understand the code of that specific functionality why do i need to understand the whole code base the uh, the maintainer itself the person who wrote the code 10 or 12 years ago he himself have forgotten what he did he do in those days so you cannot expect anyone to know the 100% of the code base until unless is a small project and uh, as i mentioned earlier you should know what are you looking for and if you have no idea uh, i want to focus on the front end and i am looking at the back end code it's it's like you cannot differentiate between two languages like this is written in c++ this is written in java and i cannot tell which one is java and c++ then you are in trouble but if you know how to differentiate then it will be easier for you uh you want to add anything guys yeah so one thing uh, we need to understand is that these projects especially gsoc projects are built over years so there are regular contribution that is happening for more than 10 years sometimes more than 15 years and you are supposed to know each and every single line of the code base uh, that is not really happening that is not realistic even the maintainer doesn't know the whole code base so no one is expecting you to know the whole code base you just need to have a gist of it so let's say if you read the readme file you will know what the project is doing and what you are so uh, what you what the vision of the project is so you will know how to install it there are steps to install the project uh, in the issue section if you want to solve a particular issue so let's say some uh, as sahil said something is related to front end so you have already uh, neglected all the back end in database related things so you are only concerned with front end and let's say uh, it is a website so you will have several pages and you want to make some changes in uh, the home page of a file home page of the website so you will go to that file where the home page is written and you will uh, pinpoint the certain function or certain class where need to where you need to make the changes and you will write changes in that uh, function only so it's your duty to uh, look into the code base and just make a note out of it if you don't uh, clearly see what things are going on just make a note out of it uh, it will take more than one week in uh, some cases it can take uh, two to three weeks so you will have the clear understanding of what the whole project is how the code base is written you don't need to remember everything you can uh, go back and forth on every folder to see yeah which files are located where 
even if you don't want to do that just add the maintainer that where i can find this thing uh, there's that certain terminology like debugging so in debugging you actually reverse engineer what you are searching for so once you locate it uh, you go to that certain kind of function and you do changes in that section only so even maintainer will help you you can do this on your own uh, what whichever way you want to do that you just uh neglect all the uncertain things all the useless things and pinpoint to the certain part where you need to make changes and that will help you to solve the issue and and how do you pinpoint this let me give you an example you are looking for a class let's say an html class and i have given you the whole code base like what would you do now you just know i need to edit this class uh, edit this css so there's a feature in vs code find and replace that's the most powerful and useful feature in vs code just type in the name of that class and you will get the exact location of that class where that class is residing just edit that and you're done so that's how i i manage my workflow i do not go for looking for files and then find the particular code uh, line i just find like what is the term that i can search and it will lead me to a certain file so that's my first approach for looking anything right uh, so so i understood about the code base thing but uh, so let's uh, suppose there is one repository uh, you see one repository which is open source and you want to contribute to that repository so what are the important important things that you would scan for before making a contribution when i encounter a repository what i do is first look at the readme like what the project is all about and if it's it seems interesting to me i try to install it and uh, if you are using a bleeding edge system uh, let's let's say if you are using a bleeding edge system then there are slight chances that you are going to encounter an issue like it's it's not going to be a smooth process so why not create those issues like which i encountered while installation and then i can fix them up later so this is the first first thing after that i'll just go to the issues section and look for the like every every repository has some newcomer issues up for grabs issues or easy issues i look for those if, if something seems interesting to me i start working on that so what does working on an easy issue gives you like what's in it for you one thing is like you understand the workflow of that repository how how do they or those guys work and then also you get the basic idea of the project file structure where the file is which file is located and what what is exactly going on here so after you are comfortable then then you'll there 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 will be happening two things you will be creating your own issues first and the second would be like uh, you will be going for bigger issues so it's like if you are in a repository then the process like one step at a time you start small and then you go big uh and one specific thing that is the most important thing that i look in the repository is like how well the documentation is written like if it's very vague then i would not like to waste my time there because uh, it's like if that's not necessity then i wouldn't waste my time where the documentation is like very vague you don't have anything to start with 
So you talked about uh, how you will contribute to open source. What are the methods? What are, what are the softwares? And what the whole process is? Uh, so this is what basically is an open source contribution is, right? So what are the benefits of contributing to open source, and how does it affect your engineering career or engineering journey? Uh, I, I can tell you that it's it's very beneficial for students. Uh, I'll explain you why. Uh, as a student, you get a chance to code something via two ways. One is your personal projects, and one is internship. But let's say you don't get an internship. Projects are uh, separate, different things. Then how would you get experience of writing production code, production quality software? Uh, your projects are not going to give you that. And let's say, unfortunately, you are not able to find an internship. Then the best way to gain that experience, like you can show off to the interviewers, like I have written code, which is used by thousands of users. Like I can say I have written code, uh, which is merged in Spotify, and you might have Spotify installed on the phone. So how can you achieve that? You can achieve that by contributing to open source. And uh, uh, regarding your engineering journey or career, it will give you an aspect of uh, what the what like what is going on in industry how do they write code like what are the standards what are the procedures they follow like when you do when you do your personal projects or let's say even an internship at small uh, firm they really don't follow any engineering principles there are several things in like software engineering that you need to take care of uh, so in a nutshell, what open source gave you is like experience of writing production quality code that is very beneficial in interviews and interviews look for something like that. Like if the uh, person has already experience of writing in production quality software, his code is deployed somewhere or uh, uh, he has real world experience. So you will be more preferred than other candidates. Yeah. So, Do you want uh, to add something? Yeah. Like imagine uh, there is no concept of Git of GitHub right now. So if that is the case, then uh, I I will be contributing to some project like uh, library management system. That is my friend's project, and I will be contributing to that only. But I will never understand what the code base of TensorFlow looks like, what the code base of PyTorch looks like. So open source gives you that flexibility in terms of project. You can take any project, uh, even a project that is uh, coded of, from a student that lives far ahead, far, far away from you in Netherlands, in Ireland, somewhere else, and you want to contribute to that project, you can do that in terms of flexibility. Also, if you start your own open source project, uh, if there is no concept of Git or GitHub, you will say to your friend like, hey, let's uh, contribute to this project. And you will have a bunch of four or five students contributing to that project. Well, you won't get a different kind of skill set apart from that. In open source, there are numerous number of people. Uh, there are uh, different skill sets. Uh, even professionals are there. Uh, even photographers are there. Even uh, people who write documentation, they are there. So you will get these kind of bunch of people and they will contribute to your project. So in terms of flexibility, you can't get uh, 
anything like this uh, apart from git or github so uh, in engineering career i would say for a student this is the perfect thing any one can ask for yeah like uh, as a student amazon or google is not going to show you their code base unless you work there so how would you encounter real life code uh, you that's why open source helps us a lot even if you are not contributing you can always open up a project and look for something like read it like a book read code like a book uh, like if you use any popular library let's say numpy there's a famous method in numpy and you want to look how this method is actually working you can look that up you can read about it and uh, like that's that's the beauty of open source it gives a student the opportunity to dive in the real world of what is going on around us yeah in engineering career i i can think only of single files uh, programs that are uh, taught in c or c++ class they write this program and this will be completed in a single file only but if you look at any project there are several files involved uh, that consist of documentation front end back end database deployment testing everything and you can't get a gist of this thing in your books so you need to look at anything that is usually uh, working currently in real world so if you want to look at that how the things are working in real world how real world software software operates then uh, there is no concept of these things on your book and even in india uh, i don't think any teacher uh, most of the teachers i would not consider they have coded a- at any point of time in their life also there are a lot of uh, software experienced software developers in the community so one important thing is code review like uh, how can you judge yourself what quality of the code that you are writing you need someone else and uh, you get that for basically free someone is judging your code uh, giving you the feedback the feedback is the most important thing uh, and uh, telling you how can you improve yourself so that's a gem like i would say that that basically the thing you do in open source will be the exact same thing you will be doing in a big corporation so why not get that experience beforehand also in terms of project uh, you can't find these number of projects anywhere else so uh, you can't think of any project that lies under iot if you are a student of machine learning so you have uh, that kind of flexibility to where you can look at different project from different domains where you can actually contribute and ml gai can actually contribute to medicine also uh, he can contribute to healthcare also he can contribute to physics chemistry anything they want so you can have uh, that kind of thing in open source only thank you for listening to verbose log uh, this was the first part of open source and gsoc in this particular part we got to learn about what open source is how we should contribute to a repository what are the processes that are involved in making a contribution um, ayush and sahil also explained us the benefits of contributing to open source in the next episode we are going to talk about google summer of code that is gsoc so ayush and sahil who have cleared gsoc this year 
are going to share their experience they are going to tell us uh, how did they shortlist the organizations what is the whole process of gsoc and how to make a proposal so they, uh, this would be very much beneficial for the listeners who are targeting gsoc this year so hope to see you uh, in that in that episode uh, till then stay tuned and make simple requests bye